What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. We're back. Darren Waller is on the New York Giants, so you can forget about a lot of what we talked about on the earlier bonus podcast. Did Jacoby Myers hurt Darren Waller? I hurt him so much, he moved to a new team. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, and Jamie Eisenberg. Darren Waller going to be 31 years old this year. Has dealt with some injuries the last two seasons, but he has been a top seven tight end each per game, each of the last four seasons. Guys, is he going to stick in your top seven? Darren Waller to the Giants, Dave Richard. He is not. He's going to be eighth for me, but I do think he is worth taking a look at. I, let's call it after 80th overall. That'll put him in round seven to round eight. As someone who's got a shot to be on a different team, top two on the team in targets, right now you could figure that he'll be number one in targets, and it, it's going to be the health issue. If he can play 13 games plus, he's going to be awesome for your fantasy team. If he doesn't, he's going to stink. Jamie, top seven for Darren Waller? Uh, TBD. I want to see what the uh, what the Giants do to fill out this receiving core because Sterling Shepard, Isaiah Hodgins, and Wandell Robinson with two of those guys coming off of ACL tears isn't exactly the most mm-hmm. ideal situation for what this receiving core will hopefully look like. So if, it, uh, if it's the hope that, oh, yeah, Wandell and Shepard will be back by week one, then, yes, Darren Waller will be a top seven tight end. If it's, uh, they add you know somebody significant at some point, which you probably think this is their big swing at defense, to get a guy like Darren Waller and uh, hopefully get somebody in the draft, then I think Waller will maybe slide down a spot or two. But I, I, I think he still has a chance to be a very, 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 very productive fantasy tight end as the lead guy in this offense. But it doesn't sound like you guys like this move. And it's interesting because if you wanted to make the, the positives angle of it, you're saying, all right, it was a much more crowded receiving core with the Raiders. Now he is, as of right now, I mean, he is the clear-cut number one option, I, I would say. For the Giants, so uh, you could easily make the case that this is better for him, but it does not sound like you guys are approaching it that way, Dave. It's not. He's going to a Giants team that threw the ball 52% of the time last year. The Raiders threw it 59% of the time. When he was healthy last year for the Raiders, was he not the number two target getter most weeks? He was not the number one target getter, though, though. We think he's going to be the number one target getter. He Today, he's the number one target getter. May 1st, he might be number three. 
we don't know what the Giants are going to do. So it's Jamie said TBD. I think that's probably the best way to do it. If you're drafting right now, you can assume that he's got a great shot to be first or second on the Giants in terms of targets. But this is a team that last year was a little shy about throwing the football. Even if they bounce it up to like 56%, it's it's going to sting a little bit for Darren Waller. Again, I'd be shy throwing the football if I had Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, and Darius Slayton as my top three receivers. It's understandable why they did that. You know, so this clearly is an aggressive move to say we're giving Daniel Jones a better weapon in the passing game. I mean, that's obvious what this, this speaks to. It's not just they're using him to be a blocker. That's not his game. You know, so um, I, I would hope that you start to see this. And, and Brian Dable was on a staff that had a young quarterback that they invested in with weapons. And you clearly see how the maturation process worked for Josh Allen. By no means, again, is Daniel Jones going to become Josh Allen. But you have to give a quarterback that you just paid players to throw to. And this is the first step toward doing that this offseason. Well, I guess second step because bringing back Sterling Shepard. So um, hmm. if they if they have... I think in, I don't know if they're going to get an alpha at wide receiver because unless they get DeAndre Hopkins, uh, obviously Michael Thomas is off the board. Brandon Cooks, who knows? I don't know if that's the type of guy that that swings the pendulum one way or the other for for anything with the Giants. But if they if they were to get Hopkins, for example, or they go out and and, and they get a first round rookie uh, wide receiver at some capacity, then you're starting to see this whole puzzle come together. It's like okay, draft capital toward the receiver position trade toward the, the, the pass catching, you know, group. And so then it makes it a little bit more, you know, crowded per se. But I, I think Dan, Dan, Darren Waller is in just such a great spot right now if he can connect with Daniel Jones. And uh, again, we've, we've picked apart Derek Carr a lot the last couple of days, understandably so. Is Daniel Jones a downgrade significantly from Derek Carr? I'd say it's slight downgrade just in terms of where they are as passers right now in their careers. But Brian Dable sees something, Darren Waller, that he likes, the, 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 Management see something in, in Darren Waller that they like. Didn't have to give up much to get him. So I think it's a good opportunity for Darren Waller to sort of reinvent himself after a couple of banged up seasons. What does it mean for Daniel Jones? Are you moving him up? He's kind of in the same spot for me. I would, I would, I would you know, haven't adjusted my rankings yet, but I, I still think he's top 15 quarterback, you know, borderline top 12 guy. Again, 3,700. That's hard to overlook what he's able to do with his legs. So now does he get to 4,000 passing yards? I think it's a possibility, sure. Today's NFL is not exactly difficult. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he got to 4,000 yards. Uh, he's 15th for me at quarterback. The rushing upside helps him quite a bit. The fact that I expect the Giants to throw a little bit more helps quite a bit, but I'm not ready to say that he's a, he's a top 12 guy or a, you know part of a duo that I would have in a 1QB league. He's a priority number two fantasy quarterback. Yeah, okay. So would you rather have you still going with Tua over Daniel Jones right now? I am. Yeah, if two is healthy, he's in a better spot. Mm-hmm. How about um, Kirk Cousins? Yes. Uh, it's close. I want to see what they do to fill out that receiving core there, too. Okay. And I had one more. It was uh, Goff. Daniel Jones or Goff? Jump. I do have Jones ahead of Goff, but that's in pencil. Ooh, new running back in Philly. What we got? What we got? A penny for your thoughts. Interesting. Interesting. All right. David Montgomery. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. So 
listen, we have a question here. Did Heath not want to be on this show because you'd be talking about Daniel Jones? <laughs> no, we're going to have Heath on tonight with Jamie for the late night uh, day two recap. Should have more things to talk about. Obviously, we'll have to talk about Raheem Mostert. We'll talk about Rashad mm. Penny. Um, all right. Jeff I don't know. If, what's that? Jeff Wilson. Jeff, Jeff Wilson. Wilson yeah. Matt Breida. <laughs> I don't know about Matt Breida. You don't like the Breida news? So let's you didn't talk. Cover Breida yesterday. Let's Big signing yesterday. Make this a real quick show here. We'll go back to the Raiders now. So um, now, Dave, you were saying Jacoby Myers round nine. What do you think? Round seven, moving him up. Can can we call a round eight in full PPR and round ten in non PPR? This is a pretty big deal, isn't it? These targets. No, I mean, it up. kicks down the door for him to get over eighty catches and maybe flirt with nine hundred yards. Is is he going to get seven touchdowns? I, I don't think so. Who who goes first in a draft? Darren Waller or Jacoby Myers? Waller, easily Waller. Well, Rare the way position. you're saying he's tight end eight, Jacoby Myers is uh is an eighth round pick. That seems like the same range. Wouldn't you agree? I'm taking Waller first. Okay. Yeah, I am too. All right, Jamie, your thoughts on uh, Jacoby Myers? Uh, you know, I didn't like the signing initially, but I, I think, or, or yeah, the signing initially, but I, I think this clearly makes it a lot more attractive for him, you know, losing, you know, what is the second best receiving option in, in the offense. I just wonder like how Raiders fans would feel if you were to tell them you got Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Myers and you lost Derek Carr and Darren Waller. Like what's the, what's the sentiment right now from a Raiders perspective? Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the, you have to wonder where the market was for Myers. Did he really love playing in Josh McDaniel's offense? Does he really want to play in Las Vegas? Did they sell him on the fact that one of the trio of, of receiving guys, receiving options there was going to be on the move, whether it was going to be Adams, Waller, or, or Renfro? Um, and so, you know, this is, uh, this is now a, a, a big opportunity for him. I just wonder, though, how he'll do, because I, I think now there are three receiver sets. Renfro's the slot guy, and those two guys are playing on the outside and how well he'll do in, in, in those situations. The, the nice thing is, is he's getting plenty of single coverage uh, because of the attention that Devontae Adams will still command. Um, it is funny, though, that you go back to the, the connection between Jacoby Myers and the Raiders from a year ago. Do you remember what happened? No. Oh, oh, the... Uh, the lateral. Yeah, the lateral. The lateral around the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so he, <laughs> he's going to make Raiders fans happier even more after sure. that uh, that play and now playing for them. So we'll see. I, I think, you know, Myers is a, a number four fantasy receiver uh, with, you know, maybe top 30 upside. I don't think he's got much much higher ceiling than that if Devontae Adams is healthy. And Renfro certainly benefits from this as well. All right, just to finish up this bonus podcast, go back to the Waller to the Giants thing here. I don't know if I mentioned this, but this was the the trade the pick that the Giants got for Kadarius Tony. So they essentially yes. traded Tony for Darren Waller. Um, we're we're hoping for a big. We're hoping for the Giants, you know, at least I am, <laughs> to have a great offense. You know, they took big strides last year. This it doesn't sound like you guys think this is the this is the solo. They need more. They still need more to uh, really take a big step forward and and be a you know a great fantasy offense. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, well, the but I it think, ain't bad, and no, it's, it's way good. better than going through a season with Wondell Robinson coming off an ACL, Isaiah Hodgkins trying to do it again, and uh, you know Richie James, Darius Slayton, and Dan Bellinger 
carrying the way. Yeah, right. Slayton so. and James free agents. But, and that first-round pick, I think a lot of people are going to be mocking a wide receiver to them. We will see what happens. Thank you to Dave and Jamie. No, we did not talk I, about I feel bad for dynasty managers with Daniel Bellinger that were hoping he was going to do become something. It's true. That's, that's a good I think point. That I'm one of them. I think a lot of pe- people in the chat said that. A couple of my friends said that. Yeah, I think they just really like him as a blocker. But anyway, uh, that's it for this bonus show. We did not talk about Rashad Penny. That is a topic for tonight. There's going to be a lot more to talk about tonight. So we'll see you then about 9.30 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash today. Before we go, please vote for us in the, the uh, newest podcast awards, different website, Sports Podcast Group. Please vote for us there. I'll put a link in the episode description. Please join our bracket challenge, cbsports.com slash FFT. See you later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.